Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our look in the Gospel of John in the 8th chapter. And if you remember from my last episode, we just ended where Jesus had an encounter with the woman that was called in adultery in the very act. You know how they expressed it that way. Of uh, Oh, yeah, the very act. Where's the guy, right? Well, let's pick it up in John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying... So Jesus is continuing with the dialogue, dialogue with the people, dialogue particularly with the... Um, religious rulers, the Pharisees, the scribes. So Jesus spoke again to them, saying this, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So Jesus is again picking up this thing that he's been building upon, building upon of light, darkness, of uh, come to me if you're thirsty, come to me if you're hungry, that I am the one that was sent by Father. I've been sent for a purpose. So here he's picking up the light motif again. I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Okay, the light of life. So he's offering them life, and he's expressed that from the point of view of, a, of thirsting, of bread, of light. So verse 13, so the Pharisees said to him, you are testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not true. <laughs> so they're saying, hey, you're talking about yourself, and since you're talking about yourself, your testimony cannot be true. You know, they're getting all uh, offensive and defensive with Jesus. Verse 14, Jesus answered and said to them, even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. Verse 15, you judge according to the flesh. I am not judging anyone. Verse 16, but even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone in it, but I and the Father who sent me. So he's picking up this idea. He's saying, you know, I'm not judging anybody. You're the one judging in the flesh. You're the one who's saying that your testimony is not true because you're testifying of yourself and you're thinking that I'm just saying this of my own volition. And he says, I'm not. He said, but if I were, it would be true because I'm speaking the truth. But he says this, you don't know where I came from or where I'm going. I do know where I came from and I do know where I'm going. And in my judgment, if I did judge, it'd be true because I, it's coming from me and the Father. That's what he says in verse 16, but I and the Father who sent me. Now verse 17, even in your law, it has been written that the testimony of two men is true. I am he who testifies about myself, and the Father who sent me testifies about me. So now he's saying, yeah, I have two testimonies. I know what you're saying. He says, you're quoting the law right here. Notice how he says, even in your law, okay? 
See, what the King James says is also written in your law. In other words, the law that had been given them, the law that they were always using to throw in Jesus' face, particularly the law of the Sabbath rest and their interpretation thereof, he says, in your law is written that the testimony of two men is true. And so when you go look that up in the Scripture, you find out that they were not to... Uh, uh, judge anybody by just a testimony of one person. It had to be two or more, okay, two or more that said these things. And so he says there's two that testify. I am one, and the Father is the other. So verse 19. So they were saying to him, where is your Father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my Father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. So they're trying to figure out, you know, what is he talking and just saying these things of uh, from a natural perspective, from that point of view? Now he's been speaking about father, not only in this conversation, but in previous conversations with him. So now they're just going to ask him point blank, where is your father? You know, what father are you talking about? And this actually opens up sort of a can of worms from Jesus' perspective because he knew how they felt about him. Uh, in other portions of the Scripture, it's the, he's described as the supposed son of Joseph, the supposed son. In other words, 30 years later, they're throwing it up in his face, this whole thing that happened when he was born, and if they didn't believe that virgin birth story that they'd heard about, right? <laughs> and so he says this, You don't know me or my father. And he says, if you had known my father, you would know me. And if you knew me, you would know my father. They claimed to be a father. They claimed to know father. But he's saying, you don't know him. You don't know him. You never have known him. Then verse 20, John gives us some insight. These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no one seized him because his hour had not yet come okay now why had nobody seized him because this hour hadn't yet come there'd actually been several places and several opportunities when people were trying to bring harm against jesus uh you know one time his uh, uh in his hometown they tried to grab him and throw him over the uh, side of a cliff but it wasn't time yet then verse 21 then he said again to them i go away and you will seek me and will die in your sins where I am going, you cannot come. And so this will be the last verse we'll look at today. Let me just say a couple things here, then we'll pick it up next time. Because uh, this right here was just really just uh, profound to them. They couldn't figure out what was going on. And he's saying this. He says, you know, I'm going away. I'm going to depart from here. And you're going to seek me. And, but you're not going to be able to find me. And you're going to die in your sins. Because where I am going, you cannot come. Now, they're going to interpret this in the natural in a couple of ways. But he was letting them know something. He was actually telling them and letting his disciples know that he was going to be departing, that he was going to die, and that he was going to a place that they would not be able to come to. Why was that? Because they were going to die in their sins. Were there no hope for these scribes and Pharisees? Oh, there was tremendous hope for the scribes and Pharisees. And a lot of them believed after Jesus was resurrected. But they believed because of what they'd seen. Remember the whole point and purpose of what John wrote this account about was the signs that he gave us to where we would know that Jesus was Messiah and that by believing in him that we can have life eternal. 
If you do not believe Jesus, if you do not believe that he's the light of the world, if you do not believe that he is the bread of life, if you do not believe that he is the one that will satisfy the thirst of everyone, if you don't believe that, then you're going to die in your sins. That's what he's saying to them. And you know what? That's quite a word for us today as the body of Christ. Uh, for the most part, the body of Christ believes in being very religious and believes in doing a lot of good stuff, whatever that good stuff may be that they are doing. But we really don't do the life of the kingdom in the way we see it in the scripture in the way that the Lord has told us to live it. And I think the Lord is really stirring within the heart of many, many, many people to do the kingdom in the way that he's calling us to do it. Uh, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you later.